good morning again, everybody. It's really great to see everybody this morning. We've already had one great service. And by the way, we're trying, we're trying again with Facebook Live, so people are watching us. I know that, uh, I know that we have one watching us from Kansas, I think, who's planning on moving to Knoxville and coming to church. And they watch, they, they listen to us when we're not on, but uh, we're live, so they're listening. Could we just welcome all those that might be watching today and just say, thank you guys. Excited about what God is doing at Life Church, and I'm real excited about our new series, A Little Bit of Wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom is not the same thing as intelligence. I can demonstrate that by this story. There was, uh, there was an airplane that had three passengers, and it was going down, and the sad part was there was only two parachutes. But the three guys happened to be the smartest man in the world. Smartest man in the world was on this airplane, and uh, there was a hippie on the airplane, and there was a pastor on the airplane. And the smartest man in the world said, obviously, 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 the world needs me. The world needs me, so I need one of these, one because the world really can't do without me. So he, he jumped out with the parachute. And then, uh, and then the pastor s- looked at the hippie and said, you know what, young man, he said, uh, I've lived a good life. I've, uh, I'm ready I'm ready to meet, to meet God. Here, you take the last parachute. And the hippie said, don't worry about it, man. He said, the smartest man in the world just jumped out with my backpack on. <laughs> Intelligence <laughs> and wisdom <laughs> are not necessarily the same thing. Um, for many years, uh, I, I, I read a proverb a day. Have anyone ever heard of that as a, a great reading plan, especially as you're growing in the Lord? There are 31 days in most months, and there are 31 proverbs. So if you'll take whatever day it is, what day is today? 26. So you'd read Proverbs 26 today. And whatever day it is, you just read that proverb for the day. And just month by month, putting those into your spirit, just take you five minutes or less per day to read a proverb. It's a great thing to do. I did that for many years, and um, lately I haven't been only because I'm doing the one-year Bible, which also includes a proverb. You get Old Testament, New Testament, a proverb, and a psalm a day. But proverbs are a great way to grow in this area of wisdom. And Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, as sort of our overarching Um, uh, scripture today says that wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom, though it costs you everything, though it costs you all that you have, get understanding. In other words, what God is saying is the best thing that you could have, if you had anything, it would be wisdom. Now, Now, we know that there's stories about what is the best, you know, like if you had one wish, what would you, what would you want? There, there's all those uh, genie in the bottle stories. I'll give you three wishes, like, like the three men that were on an isolated island and sweating and, and, uh, and no way out, and they found a bottle, and the genie comes out and says, I'll give you each a, a wish. And, and the one guy says, I wish I was in Paris, and boom, he was. And the next guy says, I wish I was in New York City, and boom, He was, and then the third guy suddenly realized how alone he was, and he says, I wish my friends were here. 
That'll dawn on you later. And, and anyway, anyway, what what is it that if you had one wish, and, and apparently this is way older than, this goes all the way back to the Bible. Because God actually offered that to Solomon. If, if, if you could have one thing, Solomon, and God compliments Solomon that he didn't pick the three things that everyone picks. He said, Solomon, you didn't pick, and you know what the first thing that everyone picks is? Wealth. I just want, to, I just want wealth. If I, if I could just be wealthy, how many know that the whole lottery industry is, is based on that wish? If I could just, if I could just win the lottery, then, then all of my troubles uh, would be in the rearview mirror. Everything, everything would be okay if I was just wealthy. But of course, then if you've seen documentaries of past lottery winners and the mess they've made of their lives, or have known some wealthy people who've made messes of their lives, and nothing against wealth. There are godly people that are wealthy. There are ungodly people that are wealthy. But wealth itself can't satisfy your soul. Amen. So that's been tried. The, the second one that, 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 that God said, kudos to you, Solomon, that you didn't pick this. Uh, another one that people like is long life. If I could just, I just want to live a long time. I want to live a long time. I, I want to live a long time. I said in the first service, Natalie, I'd like to live to see my grandchildren. No, I'm sorry, I didn't say that. I'd like to live, and I think I know what Natalie's thinking. You're going to be an old man. Uh, anyway, <coughs> right, Ben? Right. <laughs> uh, long life. You know that that uh, that uh, uh, we could just stay on this earth, and and then a lot of us want not just long life, but good quality of life. Of course, there was a guy in the Bible named Hezekiah. He wished for 15 extra years, and he'd had a great life up until that. And and, and God granted him the extra 15 years, but in the extra 15 years, it just put down the drain everything that he'd accomplished earlier in his life. The end of his life was an absolute disaster. Be careful what you wish for. Long life itself may not be the answer. And then the third one, no one in modern times would ever wish for this. It was only the ancient people that would wish for this. They would wish for death to their enemies. Right, I would never wish that anybody was gone from this earth that makes my life miserable. I would never wish that a nuclear bomb fell on them. Now, I might wish that they slip on a banana peel at just the right time. You know, Come on, I'm just being honest this morning. How many know what I'm talking about? You know, there's that, there's that temptation to just, you know, life would be better without you in it, you know. That, that, that idea, that's a, common, that's a common thing. Wealth, long life, death to our enemies. But, of course, we know that vengeance is not ours. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. But Solomon chose instead wisdom. Solomon said, I want to do justly and rightly as a king, and God granted him wisdom. If it costs you everything, you know what that means? If you really hear me today, the best thing that you can have, young people, is wisdom. If it costs you some friends, 
wisdom would be worth losing the friends over. If it means tearing up your credit cards, it would be wise if you could attain wisdom if, if there's things that, are, that, 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 are, that are, have got your life going in a bad direction. But wisdom and knowledge we know are not the same thing. Wisdom constructed the Titanic, but it takes wisdom to avoid the icebergs. Amen? Wisdom and knowledge are not the same. Knowledge builds a house, but wisdom builds a home. Knowledge builds the Internet, but wisdom uses it only for good. Amen? Amen. Knowledge understands God, but wisdom walks with God. Knowledge might be gained by reading the Proverbs. Wisdom is gained by heeding the Proverbs. Billy Graham said, knowledge is horizontal, whereas wisdom is vertical. It comes from, a, from above. God gives us wisdom. Richard Foster, in Celebration of Discipline, said, the desperate need today is not for a greater amount of intelligent people or gifted people, but deep people. We need deep people. We need people who are deep. We're, I, we all admire intelligence. Anybody watching Jeopardy? Anybody watching James Holt? How, how's there? I mean, I just stand there with my jaw dropped, you know, watching this guy. I might get one answer right on the board. He knows the whole board, and he knows it fast and all of that. He's over $2 million. He's set to break all of the records. And that's knowledge, but knowledge is not the same as wisdom. So why are we doing this series? We're doing this series because this is the great lack, I think, of our day. It's amazing how much knowledge we have today. I, I, I watched an old movie the other night that I watched when I was a kid. It was a Laurel and Hardy movie. I could not believe how archaic it seemed. The movie came out in 1937 and it dawns on me that that wasn't a whole lot of years before I was born. And uh, to think about where technology has come to where now people are texting money back and forth and we're communicating immediately the, um, we are not we are not with a lack of knowledge today but i would say that our world is desperate for wisdom amen desperate for wisdom so we're going to be talking about that i i i am such a proverbs geek that when i was reading the proverb a day I, I started blogging on it and i wrote a 31 blogs for Proverbs, and then I called a um, I called a publisher friend of mine, and I said, uh, "How about a, what if I did a book on Proverbs? Would that be would that be a, a good thing to do?" And 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 my friend said something very interesting, and he's speaking as a publisher. He said, he said, "Now, whenever you publish a book, he said, there's two things. There's uh, there's the message of the book, but then there's the marketing of the book." And he said, I think Proverbs is a great message, but I'm not sure how marketable wisdom is today. Wisdom's kind of you know, boring today in terms of where people are. And so I, I felt a little sarcastic, and I thought, well, maybe I could write a book that would sell. How about Get Rich Without Having to Work? I, I think that might sell. How about this? Lose weight without making sacrifices. I like that. How about this one? 
how to play piano in a day. You know, it just took Reese a day to learn that piano. You believe that. <laughs> or, or I saw the tip of the day on the Internet. The tip, what is the Internet's wisdom that it gives me? It's so important. They call it the tip of the day. The tip of the day was how to, max, how to minimize my tan lines. Yes. yes. That's, that's what sells. That's what sells. How many agree with me that we could use a little more message and a little less marketing? In our day. Amen. So, so I, don't know how, I don't know how marketable this is. But let me just tell you. This is the word that our generation needs to hear. We need a little bit of wisdom. And a little bit of wisdom will go a long way. Amen. Proverbs 26.12 says, Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than him. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background into the Proverbs. And then we're going to give you one one piece of wisdom for this day. A little bit of background of Proverbs. Proverbs is made up of 31 chapters, as I said. The first nine are simply making a case for wisdom. Why wisdom is so important. In fact, if, you, if every, every man ought to read Proverbs 5, 6, and 7, it will, avoid, it will help you avoid so many problems in life. If you would read and heed Proverbs 5, 6, and 7. But it's making the case for wisdom. And the Proverbs really don't start, the true Proverbs, until, until chapter 10, where it's just like one, God's one-liners. God got these, these one-line wisdom things that God has that, uh, that, that if we would read them and heed them would just really change our lives. So another bit of, the, of background in, Hebrews, in the Proverbs is Proverbs introduces us to four types of characters. And the first character that we learn about in Proverbs is called the simple. The simple. Now the simple are not wise, but they are not wise simply for the reason that they don't know any better. They're naive. We might say today they're clueless. They just haven't. They just haven't. I mean, they don't know what they don't know. They're, they're simple. And so the scripture says about the simple, I saw among the simple and I noticed among the young men a youth who had no sense. No, no offense, but often these are young people. But some, by the way, age is not, an automatic, is not an automatic wisdom maker. You can, you can be old and unwise and you, can be, and you can be young and fairly wise. But, but simple, I, 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 can, you, can you remember when you were just so naive? I remember the, the first, what I thought was my girlfriend that was, I just, you know, had my heart or whatever, and she broke up with me, and I thought my world was over. Can I just say thank God for unanswered prayers? Do you know what I'm talking about? Thank God that relationship didn't work out. I mean, it, she was definitely not the one for me. Um, her life has gone in a direction, way not in the direction uh, that, that my life is. And I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm just saying it would it would have been a disaster had we ended up together. Thank God, you know the the great theologian Taylor Swift said in her song, <laughs> "When you're 15 and somebody tells you they love you, you're gonna believe them." 
Back in my generation, it was Debbie Boone who wrote the song, It Can't Be Wrong If It Feels So Right, Because You Light Up My Life. <laughs> Remember that? It can't be wrong. Oh, it feels, it feels right. It feels right. It's, that's simplistic thinking. It's, it's naive. It's, it's uneducated. It's, it hasn't lived. What's the cure to, to, to the simple? The cure to simple is time. They just need to learn. They need to grow. They need time. Wisdom takes time. It takes uh, experience. The second character that we're introduced to is the fool. The fool is different from the simple because the fool knows what's right and doesn't do it. The fool knows what's wrong and does it. Proverbs 10.23 says, A fool finds pleasure in wicked schemes. The way a fool makes decisions is not what's right, not what's wrong. It's what's fun. Whatever just appeals to me right now. What, what's, this is what's fun to me. What's fun at the moment is what matters. What matters. Even the scripture admits that, that sin is pleasurable for a season. The Bible says about Moses that he, he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. What was Moses saying? Moses was saying, the worst day of living for God is better than the best day of living for the world. Amen. There, there's, it's the fool. Another scripture about fools says this. Walk with the wise and grow wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. This is important, young people. Show me your friends and I'll show you Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. It's really important that you have wise friends. It's really important that you don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of scornful, but your delight is in the law of the Lord. Amen. Amen. That you've got friends, uh, that you have friends that are on the same path, wanting to do the same thing, heading in the same direction. Your friendships will dictate the direction of your life. And when I think about the trouble that I've gotten into in my life, it's been because I've been with friends who were doing it and who led me down wrong paths. Not good. And the cure, sadly, for fools is tragedy. Something has to, there, there's a crash coming. Something has, something has to give. Something has to, to, to not work out well. And, and, there, and there's a crash. But that crash, if you survive the crash, can be great education and can redirect the fool. All the former fools said amen. <laughs> we all know what that's like. I, 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 um, I was having lunch the other day with Roger Sumner and I said, Roger... Because Roger, if you don't know Roger, he's really neat. He's, he's got a lot of neat talents and plays the banjo and lots of cool stuff. Um, but uh, manly stuff. Man, stuff, you know, stuff like I want to be when I grow up, you know. <laughs> he, rode, he rides a motorcycle, dude. I mean, it's awesome, you know. So does Coy. 
Koi rides a motorcycle. That's so cool. I don't know how, co- how old Koi is. I think he's 104 or something like that. No, I'm, don't tell him I said that. But he rides a motorcycle. You know, he's cool. I said to Roger, I said, Roger, I, I'd like you to teach me to ride a motorcycle. He said, okay. He said, but, then he, but then he hesitated. He said, be careful. Be careful. That was wisdom speaking right there. And then later that day, I was out driving, and I was on I-275, and I was like third car behind an accident where I saw cars going every which direction. I saw smoke rising. I was able to avoid, go off to the side of the road, get out of my car, and could not believe my eyes. There was a motorcyclist, and he had died in the middle of the road. He had lost control. Another car hit his motorcycle, but he wasn't even on the motorcycle. He had lost control. He had hit the wall, lost control. And and I was talking to Coy about it. It really shook me up. And I, I went out there to say... Hey, let's do CPR. And there was a guy that was already walking away saying, no, there's, there's no, no need for CPR. There's nothing. There's nothing there. There's no hope. I, the, I was there when the ambulance got there. They didn't, they didn't even do CPR. They just put a cover over him. I mean, it was very sad. But Coy said that, that what happens is, is young guys will, will overestimate their abilities. On the, they'll, they'll overestimate their abilities. And, 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 and a motorcycle can do 100, 140 before you know it, and, 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 you, and you think you're in control, and you're not. And, 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 and there's a scripture that says, it's better to spend your time at funerals than at parties. After all, everyone dies, so the living should take this to heart. Now, that's, a, that's kind of a wild scripture, but, but, but I, I know what that means. I, I love parties, and I love, I love to celebrate. I'm going to celebrate on Memorial Day just like you all do. But, but I don't learn at the party. I learn from the tragedies, and it's and it's really good for us to learn from, not just our own mistakes, but even others' mistakes. Amen. Amen. So I called Roger back later in the day. I said, Roger, about those motorcycle lessons, I ah, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, though, is a wise motorcycle driver. Knows his skill level. The next is the mocker. The mocker. The mocker is the fool on steroids. They try to control people through criticism. If you want to know what a mocker is, just get on, get on uh, social media. You'll find mockers. Social media is full of mockers. Mockers are, are, are the ones that are always trolling on, 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 on social media. And, they're, uh, they're, they're, um, and you'll see these videos. So-and-so liberal slays this conservative congressman or so-and-so conservative rips apart this uh, and 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 then but but if when you see all this mocking going on you might be tempted to comment you might be tempted to comment and to straighten them out don't do it you'll be destroyed this the scripture says that it says whoever corrects a mocker invites insults Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers or they'll hate you. And the cure for mockers is only God. Only God. Only God can, can, can take care of that. You're not going to do it by just saying, hey, you shouldn't do that or whatever. You're going to be in the line of fire. But God can do that. And then finally, the wise. The wise are not always the smartest. They're not always the most knowledgeable of the Bible. But here's, what, here's the thing about the wise. Proverbs 9.9 says, instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. 
Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. What is it about wise people? Listen, folks. Wise people are teachable. Wise people like to be corrected. You know, I I think I'm a very encouraging preacher and pastor and all that, but when I was in your seat and all that, I I liked when a preacher walked down my lane and the spotlight was, was shown on some area of my life that needed to be redirected. I don't know about you, but I need, I need that. I need people in my life that love me and that love me enough to correct me, amen? amen. Love me enough to, to, to get me back on the right path. Correct the simple and they won't get you. Correct the fool and they'll ignore you. Correct the mocker, they'll hate you. But if you correct the wise, they'll thank you. If you correct somebody that's wise, they'll thank you. So here, and, and this isn't going to take long. This is going to be very short. But here's the first piece of wisdom as we begin our journey. And we ha- it's not just randomly chosen. It's because it's first in God's book. By the way, it happens to be the verse of the day on the Version Bible. Uh, um, Autumn just showed it to me before church. It just happens to be the verse of the day today. Proverbs 9.10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So just for a, a couple of minutes, I want to talk to you about the fear of the Lord, because a lot of people get this wrong, and especially in the South, we, we, we know what it's like for uh, hellfire and damnation preaching, and preaching that's just designed to scare you, and that God's your picture of God is kind of like Abraham Lincoln on the Lincoln Memorial, you know, with a beard and kind of looking scowly, you know, that, that, I don't know. How you see God is going to determine your relationship with God. If you, if you see God in that kind of angry, mad kind of way, you're going to have an angry, kind of mad relationship with God. If you see God as one that loves you and cares about you deeply, you're going to have a loving and caring relationship with God. But the Bible does tell us to fear the Lord. So, so, so it's, it's not that. I, I, I went to camp when I was a kid, and my dad was a gracious, loving pastor, and these pastors were, were sitting at a picnic table, and one of them had a ball cap on, and me, being an eight, nine-year-old kid, ran up to him, took his ball cap off, and ran away, and that pastor turned and scowled at me and said, don't you touch the Lord's anointing. And I remember thinking, you're not the anointed, you're a jerk. You know, I'm sorry, you know, um, that, that was my spiritual thought right there. What kind of image of God does that give people when, when that's the kind of God that's portrayed? But having said that, the fear of the Lord, if that's what it's not, what is it? And, you know, we're, we're, we're living in, in uh, contemporary times when churches change drastically. Uh, we don't use hymnals. We put songs up on the screen. I celebrate all of that. We use guitars and all that. I celebrate all that. And we're, we're kind of casual. You can come to church casual and bring your coffee in them. But can I just say, and, and maybe lift the, lift the sense of reverence among us today, we're casual about a lot of things, but we're not casual about God. God's not my homie. It's not what's up, God. But God's 
first, the first declaration I want to make. God is awesome. He's awesome. God does wonderful things. He's filled with wonder. He is in heaven. We are on earth. So let our words be few. Psalm 33, 8 says, Let the world fear the Lord and let everyone stand in awe of him. Isaiah said it this way, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired and weary and his understanding no one can fathom. What is man that you are mindful of him, said David. You know, I used to think I was pretty tall at six foot three until I took astronomy class. Ooh. Astronomy class, you learn that the sun's not even the biggest deal in the universe. And our earth is just the third rock from the sun. And that in my astronomy class at Christian College, they're talking about universes outside of our universes. And yet, as far as we know, as far as we can see, there's beauty on the earth and it's the only place in the universe that there's life. That can make you skeptical, but I don't know what it does to you, but it makes me say, wow, God is awesome. Who am I that you're mindful of me? I'm, I'm nothing in this universe. And yet, you have crowned us, given us this wonderful, beautiful world. That's the first one. The second is God is holy. Psalm 99.5 says, Exalt the Lord our God. Bow low before his feet, for he is holy. We sang it this morning. Holy, holy, holy. We read in heaven that angels antiphonally, antiphonally means they, they, they shout it back to one another. They shout back and forth to one another. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And angels over on the other end say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, let me just tell you, in all of our casualness, in all of our attempts for modernity, which I don't have any problem with any of that, I only have a problem, is if we try to bring God down to our level. Because holy means separate. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I'm not trying to make God into my image, but He made us in His image. We are your people, the sheep of your pasture. You're holy. There's none like you. There's none beside you, Hannah said. Neither is there any rock like our
we do it, let's just sing it. All right, let's hold that thought one more minute. The last thing I want to say is the last declaration is God is right. God is right. Well, the Supreme Court's right. God's the Supreme Court of the Supreme Court. Well, culture's right. No. God is right. Scripture puts it this way. Let God be true and every man a liar. What God says is right. So, at Life Church, we're not here to preach what's popular, what's current, what's on the menu of the day. But the Word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change, and He's right. The law of the Lord is perfect means it can't be improved, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold. And we learned in the King James, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter than the honey or the honeycomb. In just a moment, we're going we're gonna to baptize. And maybe you're here today and you didn't come planning on being baptized and the Holy Spirit's moving on you right now. This is my day to be baptized and declare that I belong to the Lord. You can do that today. I'm excited to tell you, we didn't have a baptism plan for second service. We baptized two in the first. But Reese's wife, Kaylee, is going to be baptized today. And we're so excited about that. go to the Lord. Just go ahead and sit in the front row for a second, uh, Kaylee, and I'm going to lead us in prayer. Um, maybe you're here today and you've not settled the question and say, I belong to God. I'm going to put him first in my life. I give him my heart, my life, my future. I confess that I'm a sinner and that I need Jesus' help today. I believe that he died and rose from the grave and I receive his salvation today. With every head bowed and every eye closed today, if you'd like to know today that you are a fully devoted follower of Jesus, believer in him, would you raise your hand today? Raise your hand. Amen. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. And those of you today say, I just want to go on this wisdom journey. I just want to grow in wisdom. I want to grow in wisdom. I want to become wiser still. Um, if that's you in this place today, would you raise your hand in this place? <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just come to you this morning and we thank you for your word and we just thank you, God, for what we have felt and heard this morning and thank you for your holiness and thank you, God, for who you are. And Today, Lord, I just ask, Lord, that I need you, Lord, and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Today, I'm making that first step of faith and following you. Lord, for others of us here, Lord, we just want to grow in, grow in wisdom, God. We, Lord, want to leave some of those childish ways behind us, God, but help us to grow and become deep people, Lord. 
know you, Lord, in your holiness. Know you, Lord, in your righteousness, God. Know you, Lord, in your awesomeness, God. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen.